770 AM, 92.5 FM. Phil Williams hosting Right Side Radio on WVNN, the talk of North Alabama. Hey, listen, we're glad you're with us. Hey, before we go any further, i got to tell you, though, real quick about my friends over at etaxbreaks.com. E-tax breaks. I've known these folks for a long time, 23 years of experience in finding government programs that pay you for tax credits, tax incentives, even grants sometimes that you didn't know your business even qualified for. I mean, can you imagine you made it through the pandemic? You might have made it through Hurricane Katrina a few years ago. You might have made it through any number of different things. You might have put your business in a disadvantaged location or hired people from a certain demographic or retained them during hard times. All of those things are eligible for tax credits. Just go to their website that's www.etaxbreaks.com forward slash right side, of course, and see if your business qualifies. They will square you away. Hey, listen, I am proud to bring on a friend of mine right now, somebody who um, has done uh, a great deal for the purposes of enhancing education in Alabama. She will continue the fight, I'm sure, because she is now a state representative. And that's my friend, uh, Charlotte Meadows. State Representative Meadows comes from District 74. She was first elected through special election in, in 2019. She's already making her name for herself as somebody who uh, will fight in the matters of education and other conservative policy. If I'm not mistaken, she's got a bachelor's from uh, Auburn University and a master's in business administration from South Alabama. And that's my friend, Charlotte Meadows, who, by the way, bring her on for me. Charlotte, are you there with us right now? I'm here. Good afternoon, Phil. It's hey, good Charlotte. To, good to be with hey. you this afternoon. It's good to have you and, on the show. And, and, and I listen, want to start before out we... by saying not on my watch either, because I am going to stand firm against socialism coming into our schools in Alabama. Oh, awesome. So you've already been hearing the show and you got the not on my watch phrase going. That's good stuff. Um, we're thinking you know, about having coffee. And mugs I'm hearing myself in the background. Am I doing something wrong? Can y'all hear me? Okay. No, in fact, uh, <laughs> copper, you can check her feed because I can barely hear, um, uh, uh representative Meadows, but, uh, Listen, I am going to say this, though, for you, Charlotte, uh, before we go too much further, you know, the Policy Institute just came out with its first ever uh, legislative scorecard. And I know. Yes, and you had one of the highest scores in the House of Representatives. Get ready with the applause, Copper, because State Representative Charlotte Meadows had a 98.6 out of a possible 100. Woo! So the, the applause uh, is was, there for you. Um, thank, thank you, Charlotte. Phil. That just basically means that you're a well-rounded conservative. Well, I was I was thrilled with the report card. I've got some ideas of some things y'all need to add to it for next year. We'll talk about I, that offline, but I, I think there's a lot to be said with those numbers. Um, but there's also a lot of work still to be done, and, and I appreciate your introduction. But, you know, I really I don't feel like I've accomplished near enough yet, so I have I'm not, this isn't an official or any announcement or anything, but I am running again next year, and I'm hoping to make a bigger difference um, next year and in the, in the years to come because I believe we've got to do something to improve education in Alabama quick, now, yesterday, not, not next year, not five years from now, but, but immediately because it's urgent. Our kids' lives are at stake, and our, the future of our state and our country is at stake. Well, it's absolutely right. And so I don't know if you heard the opening segments of the show, but I, I unpacked some issues related to socialism. And then I went into exactly. a few minutes of just explaining how socialism, the way it really bleeds itself into um, a society, is very often through the education ranks, which is, by the way, intentional. That's exactly what uh, uh, Lenin said, was give me your kids for four years and I'll teach them the things they'll never forget. And then, uh, you know, Saul Alinsky, that was part of his plan, Rules for Radicals. And you can see it. Exactly. You can see it everywhere and you can see it in our education. But part of that also is, is you, can, you can negate some of that 
by giving quality education that focuses on the things that are not just social policy, which too often are the, you know, the, the things everybody wants to talk about right now. We've got to get our rankings up in Alabama. We're 50th in the nation right now. No, I'm glad you know that because most people don't. And they, even if they know that intrinsically, they don't understand what that means. And in, unless you believe that the children born in Alabama are born with smaller brain cells, not capable of learning, then it's not our children's fault. It's our fault. It's the adult's fault that we are not doing the, the job teaching them that we should be doing and that other states have already conquered. I mean, I, I hate to even think about saying thank God for Mississippi because that's just, it's wrong. Well, it's wrong, we, but we also no, can't no say it anymore. I mean, left, no child should be left behind when it comes to education. And, and honestly, let's go back to CRT for just a second because I'm actually thankful for CRT because it's making parents wake up and pay attention, and that's the best thing that can happen to a child's education is for a parent to know what's going on in that classroom. That's and exactly it's, right. It's We've happening. seen it around our own state, Charlotte, and, and uh, on top of that, just right before the show came on today, uh, Dr. Ben Carson is on Fox News with an interview where he said the very thing you just said is that the, the, the maybe the, perhaps the one side effect that's positive out of the critical race theory is the fact that Parents are waking up to the idea of it being in their schools, and it causes them to pay more attention. And truthfully, one of the only things that can really improve education is when the parents care. And we're not talking about parents who are wealthy and parents who have, you know, more status in life and capability. Every parent has a right to care. And Dr. Ben Carson is a classic example. He grew up extremely it's underprivileged. True. He grew up in poverty, and his mother worked two and three jobs sometimes, and look at him now, and it was because she focused them on actual learning and took an interest in their education. She was a phenomenal mother and didn't have a lot of means to do it with, but clearly she, she loved her children. Um, I, I read the, the child's version of his autobiography, I guess, during COVID, and it just it, it's an inspiring story. Every, every student should read it. It's whatever age they can. I mean, there, there's a couple different versions. There's a, there's a more adult version, and I found, unfortunately had the child's version, so that's the one I read, but it was great. Well, um, let, me ask you, let me ask you a question, though. Um, you're now a state representative, and, and I've known you since back before uh, you got into that level of politics. You, you were an advocate yep. for education in the state. You and I met back when I was in the state Senate, uh, and I was a school choice advocate. What, what, what do you and, see? Which I mean, is why I was a supporter of yours. Well, and I appreciate that very much. And uh, <laughs> why? what do we do next, in your opinion? I mean, I got thoughts, but I want to hear you. You're the one who can vote on the floor of the House now. In the next two or three years, what can we do to push us up out of number 50th in the nation uh, and back to at least where we can say thank God for Mississippi? You know, I think one of the first things we, we really are going to have to focus on is electing people that are pro-school choice. Because I believe that school choice really is the solution. When parents get a choice in where they send their kids to, to school, they will eventually find the right place for that child, and their values will be manifested in the classroom, not the values of the teachers' union. I mean, if, teacher, if parents are speaking with their feet and walking away from the schools they don't like, then the schools that they do like will start to rise up. And... And maybe not even just schools, but the the process of the education. I mean, there's, you know, we can talk about schools, but there's different types of education. There's virtual schools now, and some people found out that that might be the right thing for them. 
There's private schools. There's charter schools. There's um, private schools that you can get a scholarship to. All those different options give parents a choice that, you know, 10 years ago, Alabamians did not have. No, I totally many agree. Many other states have lots of choices. I totally Water agree. Students. And, you know, I, I used to hear it all the time in Montgomery. We don't fund education high enough. Well, we've been funding it higher and higher and higher every year for the last 10 years with no proration in the mid-year budget cycles. And yet our education we, rankings have yeah. continued to slip regardless. And, and all that to say, we cannot continue to do the same thing over and over again, expect a different result, because that is the old definition of insanity. And, and, exactly and so right. we're going to have to see more opportunities for school choice. And we're going to have to see, you know, the, the, fact that, the fact that there are at least eight other states right now that spend less than Alabama per capita per student, and yet they rank higher than us is a clear indication that money is not truly the issue. The issue is what right. you do with the money that you have. And that money, and this is what I always tell people that, that, that infuriates me, it's a philosophical stance. The money for education budgets should not be considered as there for the system. It's there for the child. And we've got to begin to get back to that mode. And, and that's what's been, I think that's what's really killed some of our legislation this year in the, in the House is, the, the representatives were looking at it, well, you don't want it, I don't want you to take any money away from my school system or from my school, but yet if you're taking away the students from those systems or from those schools and educating them in a different manner, does it even make sense to keep giving the same money to the previous school? That's not the way the real world works. No, it's not. You would never run a business that way. You never would. No. And, and, you wouldn't and run truth, government that way either, really. You shouldn't. So, absolutely I mean, shouldn't. Other I mean, countries that was... have such a different value on education that you know we really need to look at whether or not our population even understands that education is the most important thing that we can provide to our children. And well, you, the you... story of, of Ben Carson is an example of that. I mean, if, if we don't provide, we were um, south of here in Belize this past week, and it's very interesting because everybody there is highly educated more so let me just say it like this everybody there speaks three or four languages so phil i speak one um my husband claims to speak one and a half because he speaks some you know minor spanish but in the united states we don't really even try to teach our kids more than one language regularly we don't value the education that we could provide to them as much as other countries do, and that's what's, I think it's lacking. I think that's one reason why our country is, is not even as high up as it could be across the world. Well, I, I agree, and listen, Copper, go ahead and cue up that soft break. Uh, Representative Meadows, we got a break here, and I'd like you to hold on through the break, and, uh, and, and, and we'll come back and finish up this dialogue to the top of the hour. Is that okay with you? That's great. All right. Listen, folks, uh, Phil Williams on Right Side Radio, where we are solid conservative and just plain right. This is an impassioned conversation today. I mean, truth be told, we have got to fix education in Alabama. And I don't mean fix it by throwing more money at it, because obviously that is not the solution. And other states have proven that is not the solution. And we have dropped to number 50th in the nation. In fact, it's worse than that. If you look at our math rankings, we're 52nd. How do you become 52 out of 50 states? We're behind Puerto Rico and the Department of Defense Schools Overseas. That's awful, and it should not be. So we're going to come back in a minute, and we're going to talk about some things that we can do. And I also want you to hear about charter schools, which uh, is something that uh, 
Representative Meadows is very familiar with. She's an educator herself. All right, folks, Right Side Radio, Phil Williams, solid, conservative, just plain right. We'll be back right after this. Seven seventy AM, ninety two point five FM News Talk of the North Alabama Region WVNN. Phil Williams, Right Side Radio, where we keep saying we're solid, conservative, and just plain right. Hey, before we go back to my friend uh, Charlotte Meadows, State Representative Meadows, let me um, let me just quickly tell you about my friends at ZLA Solutions. ZLA Solutions has got it going on, y'all. If you're looking for a job, they've got them. If you're an employer looking to hire, they can help you. If you've got logistics or management issues or things you want to get squared away, they can find it. Are you headhunting for good people, whether they're blue-collar, white-collar, no-collar, doesn't matter? ZLA Solutions is there helping employer groups all over Alabama right now. And you can find them at ZLAUSA.com. Jobs are posted right now, and they can help you find the bodies to fill the ranks of your own workforce. ZLAUSA.com. All right, I want to bring back my friend, State Representative Charlotte Meadows, and um, uh, I said before the break uh, that, that, that Representative Meadows has been a longtime advocate for school choice and school reform and uh, enhancing the education of our children, not just the system. And, um, and she's been extremely involved in the charter school movement. And, and as a result, she's also uh, an educator herself through a charter school. Hey, Charlotte, if you would for a minute, explain to the audience in detail and help it break it down a little bit. What, what is a charter school, first of all? And then, and then I want to talk about the one that you're with. Yes, I'd love to. Um, and, Phil, I'm sorry if, if you're not able to hear me. I'm going to try to talk up just a bit. First of all, let me correct you. I'm not exactly an educator. I'm a, I'm a parent with a business background, and I've been on a school board. So I've learned a lot about school policy and education policy from that position. But then I was also with an organization called Students First, that were, and that's when we first met. We were working on improving right. policies in Alabama that would put students first. And that's what, with the charter school I work, work with, I'm the board chair, and I helped to found the charter school here in Montgomery. But before that, in 2015, when y'all so courageously started the charter school uh, movement and legislation in Alabama, I helped to support that effort and get charter school legislation passed. So I was... Yeah. In on it, it was awesome. from the ground floor, wanted to make sure that charter schools in Alabama would be successful. We have an outstanding piece of legislation that um, has a few things that still need to be uh, probably clarified in it, but it's, a, it's strong legislation to, that makes sure that only good charter schools get started and that if they're not doing well, they are shut down after five years. So that's, that's really the nature of a charter school is it has a charter or contract with the state charter commission that says we will do this, that, and the other, and if we don't, we will give up our contract to continue after five well, years. Well, Charlotte, so let we me are, ask you real quick, too. Let me, let me jump in and ask you real quick. So charter schools, they are indeed a form of a public school. They're not private entities. Yes. They're public schools, correct? Correct. And they're also all um, nonprofit. So that's another thing that people need to understand. They're not making money and trying to put it back into people's pockets. The money that comes to the charter school is uh, goes back right into the school just like any other nonprofit. 
Well, in about the, the three minutes we have left, let's start unpacking the one that you work for. Uh, I'm, I'm somewhat familiar with it anyway, but I think our audience needs to hear. And, and so just touch on that for a minute. We were the first charter school in Montgomery. I believe because we were here in Montgomery, we took some hits that we wouldn't have taken otherwise because there's a lot of people in this area of the state that are not supporters of charter schools. Um, and I may as well just say the teachers' union is not supportive of charter schools. They Go say they figure. are, but they're really not. Um, so, But the thing is, a charter school has the ability to select their own board, and our board is self-selected, and then we hire the staff, the teachers, and we set the curriculum. We still abide by the same standards that the rest of the state does um, because we're a public school in the state of Alabama, and there's a lot of the state department guidelines and requirements and of course anything that has to do with safety and security from the federal level we have to do that as well but there's some things that we can do that specifically um we can set our own policies about transgender we can set our own policies about uh, crt those are things that individual schools and you might have seen the um, governor and uh, secretary or dr Mackey just said that individual schools will decide what they want to do with masks and social distancing this fall. So our school system, which is called Lead Academy, will make those decisions before school starts. Well, so you sort of you sort of bring all the decision-making about education home. Uh, you, you run your own board. You, you, you advance a curriculum that you believe is best for the kids, but you also have to prove yourself. And like you said, within five years, if you have not met standards, then the school has to lose, goes away. It loses its charter, correct? Correct. And we have, in our contract, we have a specific... Uh, percent of improvement over the other schools in the area, which of course includes Montgomery, but also includes Otago and Elmore, that we say we will be at least 30% above this, these levels on student achievement numbers at this point in time and that point in time. And so it's, it's very measurable. We, you know, if we don't meet those measures and those guidelines and what we've said we're going to do, then, then we would expect the commission to say you're out of here. Well, and, and, and God forbid we should have education processes and institutions in the state that are merit-based and they have to prove themselves in order to remain in existence. Hey, listen, uh, State Representative Charlotte Meadows from the Montgomery area, uh, you've been a lion uh, in the battle for um, education in the state for quite a while, and I appreciate you calling in today. And, and best of luck to you in the coming session. We want to talk about what we can do in the coming session. I'll have you back on, okay? I was going to say, let's talk again before next January. Absolutely. All right, folks, that was Representative Charlotte Meadows from the Montgomery area. Hey, it's Right Side Radio. We're spending a lot of time today talking about socialism and about education in Alabama. It, it, there's, there's so much to unpack, but what you need to hear is that we are dead last in the nation, and money is not the issue. I dare you to call in and debate me on that. If you want to call in and talk and you got a different opinion, if you want to call in and tell me why the teachers' union is the best thing to happen to Alabama ever since whatever, yeah, come on. But the bottom line is, it ain't. We've got to change things. Phil Williams, Right Side Radio, solid conservative, and just plain right. VNN Athens, WVNN FM, Trinity.